0: It's Just fine. a little bit. <laughs> He's got like crazy lats and shit. Are your headphones on, Joey? Oh, hold on. No, I'm not ready. Jesus. The lights on. This is where you say, hello, everyone. You, you didn't need to do it. Welcome chef. to Literally Literary. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Vauburnitz. I am Joey Bonnier, And here is your host... He doesn't even like that title, but it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. I actually really hate that title.
1: You fucked okay. up the post. It
0: was yeah. pretty good. It was like off by. A it, was slide.
1: Yeah. it was fine. It was fine.
0: Um, how are we doing, boys? Better, feeling um, good. I got like my second coffee, and yeah.
2: Full disclosure, it is November twelfth. I guess now. Yo, correct. Um, we recorded Wednesday. We were gonna do this episode Wednesday, um, but it was too late, and we didn't feel like it. Um. And I guess everybody probably is a little bit feeling the same way we are now, more processed, and yeah, I
1: feel like so much did not get done this week, like yeah, just in offices around the country,
2: oh yeah, like nobody <laughs> I was talking to all my friends, nobody came in on fucking Wednesday, really? nobody yeah, oh yeah, for sure, it was just a thing, and it was like, and you know what the 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 like current little gig I'm doing the the location's got mm-hmm. stuff, like I'll knock on doors, and so many things occurred to me where like I'll knock on the door and I'm like fuck. Like a lot of fucking people don't want their doors knocked on. Oh, like even yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm like, we're just gonna be filming on Thursday. There's gonna be no parking in your street. Is it cool? And like, but I'm like, God damn it! I can I can only imagine how many fucking people are gonna be tripping out. Um, and really just all knock on doors and people. It's like it's the same. So this crew is in Bel Air. It's the same like section I did for a while and the same people I saw like a week and a half ago. Their faces are just like hmm. like a couple of people even like one guy stopped off. You know, said he's like lots of, lots of changed and. Couple of days, right? And he's like, "Last change in a week, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot indeed." Um, how you doing, Mister Bonnier?
0: I'm just wondering who you were talking to in Bel Air. <laughs> uh, I
2: don't want to say his address, but his address. Yeah, Ex-
0: I'm just it's wondering if it was his address. The, most likely,
2: his address the...
1: is
0: <laughs> Beverly Glen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was most likely the butler or the uh, no, no, the it was it was, that, it was the,
2: the homeowner oh. of this particular house. Will Smith? No. Uh, they those guys Carlton? have intercoms that where you just hit the intercom yeah. button and you talk to somebody really famous, which is actually really funny sometimes. <laughs>
0: anyways, anyways, I have. I'm books. actually not feeling as bad as you. I am the annoying guy in the corner who's still happy. Come on, guys. Yeah, we can make it. this work. Yeah, pick it up. <laughs> well, I need some catharsis. Cartman? No, that's not Cartman That's just me being no. <laughs> the it's
1: kind of annoying.
0: The Fair enough. <laughs> um, I have books. I
2: you know, it's a. I had a couple different things. I was either going to – on Wednesday, I had a whole stack, and one of the things was in there, and I wanted to read that. And um, The and, Art of the Deal? <laughs> you did mention that, which would have mm-hmm. been perfect. I do not own a copy of The Art of the Deal. However, I was up at the Iliad Bookstore, mm-hmm. and I like, just literally on the way here.
1: Before do I have I, to bleep that plug? I don't think so. Be literary is not sponsored by the Iliad Bookstore. We should be. I'll Sean you.
0: O'Brien is, is pretty much giving them enough money. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are losing
2: money to Iliad Bookstore. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Go buy books from them. I love them so much. <laughs> um, anyway, so they – They better give us was, something now. I was going to ask. They'll give me a book for like a dollar <laughs> which, on which we can read this. Anyway, Iliad Bookstore.
0: The, <laughs> Say it again. Elite LA Bookstore
2: <laughs> up Jesus on Co- Co- in Magnolia Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so
1: um, I was gonna, I,
2: I was, I was like, maybe I'm gonna look for the Art of the Deal and. And you know, get get a copy of that just in case, in case we have it. Or then I was like, well, maybe I'll just ask. Cause I'm not even sure where it would be. Uh,
0: don't give him any
2: money. What the? Well, shit? well no, that's why you go to the used bookstore. It's yeah. a used bookstore, so technically, I would just be sense. giving them a bookstore. It doesn't. Mm. It wouldn't make a difference. I would. it the, right. He's exchange, just supporting sure, your local you, business. I know your mind is like, well, eventually it all goes yeah. down. Trump. At some point, I've contributed to that. Fine. Don't like that idea at all. I'd, uh, well, I, I actually just didn't like the idea of having it. I remember <laughs> when we had like the yeah. the, the, the Bible. It's here, like having a copy of my confidant The Bible in your hand was like, and I'm. Like, I, it's kind of the same thing. And even to just the, ima- the imagining it, cause I went to the president's shelf and I was like, I wonder and if nothing, they move shit yet, <laughs> not even that, but just, I was like looking at the shelf and I'm like, God damn it, man, this is fucked up. This is fucking fucked up. Um, and I don't, I still am really, really not okay. Um, and I had a stack of books on Wednesday, none of which were the art of the deal. Um, and I was going to read from—any of them would have made me feel better, and I might put that stack on the table along with the thing that I really want to read tonight. Is, Actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put the whole stack on. God,
1: Why are you going to give us a choice if you're not going to honor that choice? Because the choice is going like to—it won't make this a difference. Is the electoral college. Yeah.
2: I just want to shout out a couple things of the way I feel, and I'm going to read the thing I really want to read. Sean, is.
0: Uh, are, are reading books the only thing that's going to um, heal this wound?
2: Not even close. Listen to politinkering. That's
0: a good point That's
2: uh,
1: forecast.com
0: That's forecast.com And I'm not
2: even fucking kidding about that Like just no Reading and escaping and writing and art Are wonderful noble things Um, Channel your energy into making sure That millions of individuals Are not going to be affected by what's currently happening Don't I'm not fucking around
0: Well you you, uh, However that may be
1: Kill all the artists
0: First First thing we do kill all the lawyers I think it is
1: Oh right on by the way, King
2: Henry the IV, <laughs> not part one, but part two. I mm. have part one in my hands. I got this that day, actually. I got that was this was always of the eighth. Did it say um, Edward
0: Burns on the cover? Is that what that said?
2: Edited by Edward Burns, yeah. Ken Burns' his brother? It's not. It's neither. It's not. It's Isn't not that Eddie that? Burns, the guy. It's yeah. not him, and it's not Ken Burns' brother. It's just a guy who happens to be a scholar of Shakespeare. Why would he put his
0: name on the front like that? His we name all... is Edward Burns, and he edited the book. Does he know that we're going to confuse him with the real? <laughs> and that's why. We're gonna... If anything, he'll be proud of that. But that day, I. Bought... I think he's writing the coattails of Eddie Burns
2: because of my because of my Who's Eddie Burns or Ed Burns because of my soon to be radio play <laughs> that I wrote in in about three days. Uh, the the it was originally entitled The History of Donald Trump. It's now going to be called. Or I'm sorry, it was originally called The the tragedy of Donald Trump. It's now going to be called the history of Donald Trump, and it'll probably be three fucking parts, depending on what happens in this goddamn history. I don't <laughs> know yet. Anyway, so we have King Henry the Fourth. I have Virginia Woolf's Missus Dalloway. I have.
1: My, my, my
2: boy, I have my friend I have Ulysses mm. by James Joyce back That's again. More than a friend. Copy. it is my best friend in the world it destroyed, it is my very first copy oh well, my, my second God. Copy, definitely. it's my second copy um, and I have Hamlet I have James Joyce's Dubliners I have Finnegan's Wake because it was in my car and I just wanted a friend of all the confusion to happen and then I have um, The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot <clears throat> I have The Annotated Wasteland with T.S. Eliot's Come, uh, contemporary Notes, second edition, and I have T.S. Eliot, The Wasteland, a facsimile, and transcript of the original drafts, including the annotations of Ezra Pound. Uh, so,
1: sorry. based on his traditional weighting <laughs> of the deck... <laughs> it's pretty I, obvious I, what I, I want to read. I assume we're going to be reading Virginia Woolf.
2: You got it. Mrs. Dalloway, it is. The very first line, so if you guys have read The Hours, by the way, um, the very first line of Mrs. Dalloway is Mrs. Dalloway said she would buy the flowers herself for Lucy had her work cut out for her. The doors would be taken off their hinges. Rubble Mayer's men were coming in then, thought Clarissa Dalloway. What a morning fresh as if used to children, issued to children on a beach. Um, I actually bought this so my special lady friend and I could read this out loud.
1: That sounds like some kinky shit right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just just wanted to read a book.
0: I just wanted
2: to read a book out loud to her because I'm a nerd.
0: I read that book before. You read Mrs. Dalloway? Yeah. What'd you think? Did you read The Hours, too? I did not. I had to read this in uh, a college English class. And uh, I liked it. It was good. It was one of my few times I had to, like, really read a book and actually— There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. in to Virginia. To, Wolf. you know, Break It Down and all that stuff. I wasn't used to that because in high school, I, I faked every time. I Pretty mm-hmm. much, I could skim a book and still get an A on the test. So, yeah. I, so I just did it. Uh, I never really read them completely. Some some I did, and but I mostly read for fun until college when I took an English class and I had to really do the shit. Word. So I don't know. That was one of the first real books I had to read. Nice, and I still don't remember much of it.
2: <laughs> well, I'll give you guys two options. I can either continue with Ulysses, or just pick some dark places. In Ulysses. I mean, you have an option. Whatever you want to read, whatever you want to hear is fine. Do
1: your thing.
2: I I, I have a in go ahead. I would like to hear T. S. Eliot. <laughs> it's very nice of you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> you pandering son of a bitch. In, in
2: 1922, three things. I made like people out. happy. <laughs> in, ni- in 1922, three, three things came out that were all instrumental in the shaping of what modernism is. There was a novel called um, Jacob's Room by Virginia Woolf. There was a novel called Ulysses by James Joyce. And there was a poem uh, called The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. Now, the reason that all three of those poem things. There. Yeah, the reason why all three of those things. Um, are are so pinnacle in the world of modernism is that they, they they, they strive to connect nothing from nothing. They strive to build something out of the, the horrors that was World War One, um, and and try to piece together just simple voices the man, the voice of the common man, the voice of the 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 genius, the voice of the gods, um, all fallen and risen from the ashes, um. All three of those things are sort of the that – that is modernism. That is modernism across the board. Um, and T.S. Eliot went through a, a long process of creating the wasteland, uh, and it actually came out after Ulysses, which if you think about it, like just a poem versus the entirety of Ulysses is such a funny thing. And T.S. Eliot actually wrote a really interesting – uh, letter once or article about how, like, Joyce basically got there first. Like, it's praising Ulysses. It's like, oh my God, this fucking thing is exactly everything that's been in my heart this entire time while he's been working on The Wasteland. But but basically, the subtext of it is, God fucking damn it, he got there first. Son right.
0: uh, of a bitch. Where, where's T.S.
2: Eliot from? He's, oh my God. I think he was American, but living in, in England.
0: Sorry, I'll Google it if you want. Um,
2: no, thanks. It's fine. I, I actually don't really remember. I, I think he's American, but he was, but he, um, does T.S. stand for tough shit? Thomas
0: Stearns, I think his um. name is. But yeah, basically. Um, anyway, so... Yep. Thomas Stearns, Elliot. Uh, he's, I, from,
2: he's from uh, the UK. He's Brit. <laughs> he is British. Okay, I thought he was British. Sorry. Well, I obviously demonstrably did not. I thought he was American and knew that he lived in England.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Hold on. Oh, he was American he lived in England. I'm sorry. You're right. Right on. Damn. Jesus. Schwirty.
2: Um anyway so the the facsimile is actually really interesting because I have like if you look through it I have the original notes and all the different things like he, the handwritten papers for it and um the the editings from Ezra Pound which is pretty cool to to look through if you want to look at the if you ever want to see the formation and the work that goes into creating even something as simple as a poem even as intricate as the wasteland and how many different sections of it were omitted take a look at it it's really cool um and then along with that also is the more recent the annotated you know wasteland this content, um can i, uh, with I all the s- backgrounds
0: behind it god i just want to give one quick shout out to world war 1 <laughs> Please do.
2: Yo, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> No, honestly, go ahead, man. I mean, it's, it's important. We'll give us some, it's give some the, context. It's
0: one of the least studied moments in history, but it's actually probably the most one of the most important moments in history. And if, in fact, people obsess over World War II, many people consider, in fact, my, my greatest historian mentors sequel, would say. <laughs> it's not even, yes. It's, not it's, the, it's the same thing. It's exactly yeah. the sequel. It's, it, it, World Isn't War I and World War II are intentionally one big war with a lull in between. Totally.
1: Isn't World War I kind of like when we first came to terms with the fact that we could destroy everything? Sure, absolutely.
0: I think that's, that's clear. It's just <laughs> the scale of the armies was unforeseen at any point. I always just was,
1: kind of attribute that to like being modernism. Like modernism was that big shift when like we finally realized that like we do have the power to yeah, overturn, we are yeah, The industrial now. Yeah. revolution
0: was, was like, a- amazing for the economic advancement of society, but also the military destruction capability of society mm-hmm. and clearly had an effect on the art of society, just like
2: this, might, this,
0: president might have an effect
1: today. Mm. Yeah, Keep just, pushing, man.
2: It's but well, well transition, guys. Um, so I, I, I'm going to read the whole thing, if you don't mind. It's very long. I apologize. You can interrupt me here and there if you like. Some of it's going to be weird. Some of it I'm going to fuck up. I'm kind of drunk because Trump's president. But I'm going to try. I'm going to read the whole fucking thing. So sit tight. You go, girl. Um, it actually begins with an inscription, which I don't really know how to read the Greek part of it. but it, It's public domain, The f- first right? of it is—oh, it's 1922. Yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> um, the <laughs> um, the inscription starts out—it's Latin, so I'm going to fuck up a lot of this, but let's just go for it. Um, Nam sibilem quidem cumis egoipse oculus medividi in ampulla pendere, et cum ili puere— and then it's Greek, which I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce this stuff. Um, so it's a little bit Greek that the Sybil says, and then respond a bit more Greek, and then there's another that says for Ezra Pound, il miglur fabro, which is a, uh, a, a reference to Dante's Inferno. Um, now underneath the it's translated with the sibyl. Here's what the inscription actually says in English. For once I saw with my own eyes the humane Sybil hanging in a jar. And when the boys asked her, Sybil, what do you want? She answered, I wish to die. That's the inscription. Do you guys know who the Sybil is? The humane Sybil? Shepherd. It's a Greek mythological figure who asked for as many lives as grains of sand and a handful of sand, but forgot to ask for eternal youth. So the poem begins as this. Part one. The burial of the dead. By the way, I used to, I basically have this whole thing memorized, but I'm not even going to fuck with it this time. I'm just going to read it. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Winter kept us warm, covering earth in forgetful snow, feeding a little life with dried tubers. "'Summer surprised us, "'coming over the Stanbergesee with a shower of rain. "'We stopped in the colonnade and went out on in sunlight "'into the Hofgarden and drank coffee and talked for an hour. Bin <speaking> gar keine Russin, stamm aus Litauen, es Deutsch!' "'And when we were children, staying at the Archduke's, my cousins, "'he took me out on the sled, and I was frightened. "'He said, Marie, Marie, hold on tight, and down we went. "'In the mountains, there you feel free. "'I read much of the night and go south in the winter.' What are the roots that clutch? What branches grow out of this stony rubbish? Son of man, you cannot say or guess, for you know only a heap of broken images. Where the sun beats and the dead tree gives no shelter, the cricket no relief in the dry stone, no sound of water, only there is shadow under this red rock. Come in under the shadow of this red rock, and I will show you something different from either your shadow at morning striding behind you or your shadow at evening rising to meet you. I will show you fear and a handful of dust. zu, mein wo weilest du?
1: That was just 99 waffwollens, <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> you gave me hyacinths first a year ago. They called me the hyacinth girl. Yet when we came back late from the hyacinth garden. Your arms full and your hair wet, I could not speak, and my eyes failed. I was neither living nor dead, and I knew nothing. Looking into the heart of light, the silence. Und, und, leer, das mir. Madame sorceress, famous clairvoyant, had a bad cold. <laughs> Nevertheless, was known to be the wisest woman in Europe with a wicked pack of cards. Yeah, says she. "Is your card, the drowned Phoenician sailor. Those are pearls that were his eyes. Look. Here is Belladonna, the lady of the rocks, the lady of situations. Here is the man with three staves, and here the wheel. And here is the one-eyed merchant. And this card, which is blank, is something he carries on his back, which I am forbidden to see. I do not find the hanged man. Fear death by water. I see crowds of people walking round in a ring. Thank you. If you see dear Mrs. Equitone, tell her I bring the horoscope myself. One must be so careful these days. Unreal City. Under the brown fog of a winter dawn, a crowd flowed over London Bridge. So many I had not thought death had undone. So many. Sighs. Short and infrequent were exhaled as each man fixed his eyes before his feet. flowed up the hill and down King William Street to where St. Mary Wolnuth kept the hours with a dead sound on the final stroke of nine. There I saw one I knew that stopped him crying. Statsen! You who are with me in the ships at Miley, that corpse you planted last year in your garden, has it begun to sprout? Will it bloom this year, or has the sudden frost disturbed its bed? Oh, keep the dog far hence that's friend to men, or with his nails he'll dig it up again. You, hypocrite de lecture, mon semblable, mon frère. 2. A Game of Chess The chair she sat in like a burnished throne glowed on the marble where the glass, held up by standards, wrought with fruited vines from which a golden cubit unpeeped out another hid his eyes beneath his wing doubled the flames of the seven branch candelabra reflecting light upon the table as the glitter of her jewels rose to meet it from satin cases poured in rich profusion in vials of ivory and colored glass unstoppered lurked her strange synthetic perfumes unguent powdered or liquid troubled confused and drowned the scents and odors Stirred by the air that freshened from the window, these ascended and fattening the prolonged candle flames, flung their smoke into the laque stirring the pattern on the coffered ceiling. Huge sea wood, fed with copper, burned green and orange, framed by the colored stone in which satellite a carved dolphin swam. Above the antique mantle was displayed as though a window gave upon the sylvan scene the change of philomel by the barbarous king so rudely forced. And there the nightingale filled all the desert with inviolable voice, and still she cried, and still the world pursues, jug jug, to dirty ears. And other withered stumps of time were told upon the walls, staring forms leaned out, leaning, hushing the room enclosed. Footsteps shuffled on the stair, under the firelight, under the brush Her hair spread out in fiery points Glowed into words that would be savagely still My nerves are bad tonight Yes, bad Stay with me, speak to me Why do you never speak? Speak What are you thinking of? What thinking? What? I never know what you are thinking, think I think we're in Rat's Alley Where the dead men lost their bones What is that noise? The wind under the door noise now? What is the wind doing? Nothing. Again, nothing. Do you know nothing? Do you see nothing? Do you remember nothing? I remember those are pearls that were his eyes. Are you alive or not? Is there nothing in your head but- Oh, 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 that Shakespeare here again rang so well again so intelligent. What shall I do now? What shall I do? I shall rush as I am and walk the streets with my hair down. So, what shall we do tomorrow? What shall we ever do? The hot water at ten, and if it rains, a closed car at four. And we shall play a game of chess, pressing lidless eyes and waiting for a knock upon the door. When this husband got to mobbed, I said, I didn't mince my words, I said to her myself, Hurry up, please, it's time. Now, Albert's coming back to make yourself a bit smart He wants to know what you done with that money he gave you To get yourself some teeth He did, I was there You had them ball out, Lil Get a nice set, I said I swear I can't bear to look at you And no more can't I, I said Think of poor Albert He's been in the army four years He wants a good time And if you don't give it him As others will, I said Oh, is there, she said Something of that, I said Then I'll know who to thank, she said Give me a straight look Hurry up, please, it's time if you don't like it, you can get on with it, I said Alice can pick and choose if you can't But Albert makes off, it won't be for lack of telling You ought to be ashamed, I said To look so antique, and her only thirty-one I can't help it, she said Pulling a long face It's them pills I took to bring it off, she said sad I've sat five already and nearly died of young George The chemist said it would be alright But I've never been the same You are a proper fool, I said <laughs> Well, if Albert won't leave you alone There it is, I said What'd you get married for if you don't want children? Hurry up, please, it's time. Well, that Sunday Albert was home, and they had a hot gammon, and they asked me to dinner to get the beauty of it hot. Hurry up, please, it's time. Hurry up, please, it's time. Good night, brutal. Good night, Leo. Good night, May. Good night, ta-ta. Good night. Good night. Good night, moon. <laughs> Good night, ladies. Good night, sweet ladies. Good night. Good night. 3. The Fire Sermon. The river's tent is broken. The last fingers of leaf clutch and sink into the wet bank. The wind crosses the brown land unheard. The nymphs are departed. Sweet Thames run softly till I end my song. The river bears no empty bottles, sandwich papers, silk handkerchiefs, cardboard boxes, cigarette ends, or other testimony of summer nights the nymphs are departed, and their friends, the loitering heirs of city directors, departed, have left no addresses. By the waters of Leman, I sat down and wept. Sweet Thames run, off, run softly till I end my song. Sweet Thames run softly, for I speak not loud or long. But at my back, in a cold blast, I hear the rattle of the bones and shuckles spread from ear to ear. A rat cre- softly through the vegetation, dragging its slimy belly on the bank while I was fishing in the dull canal, on a winter evening round behind the gas house music upon the king my brother's wreck and on the king my father's death before him, white bodies naked on the low damp ground and bones cast in a little low dry garret, rattled by the rat's foot only year to year. But at my back, from time to time, I hear the sound of horns and motors which shall bring Sweeney to Mrs. Porter in the spring. Uh-huh. Oh, the moon shone bright on Mrs. Porter, and on her daughter, they washed their feet in soda water. And oh, c'est d'enfant, chantons dans la capoule. Twit, 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 chuck, 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 chuck. So would the forced. Toot! Unreal City. Under the brown fog of a winter noon, Mr. Eugenides, the Smyrna merchant, unshaven with a pocket full of currants, CIF London, documents at sight, asked me in demotic French to luncheon at the Kent Street Hotel, followed by a weekend at the Metropole.
0: (gasps) Not the Metropole!
2: At the violet hour, when the eyes and back Turn upward from the desk when the human engine waits Like a taxi throbbing, waiting eye Tiresias, though blind, throbbing between two lives Old man with wrinkled female breasts can see at the violet hour The evening hour that strives homeward And brings the sailor home from sea The typist home at tea time Clears her breakfast, lights her stove, and lays out food in tins out of the window perilously spread, her drying combinations touched by the sun's last rays. On the divan are piled, at night her bed, stocker, stockings, slippers, chemisoles, and stays. I, Tiresias, old man with wrinkled dugs, perceived the scene and foretold the rest. I, too, awaited the expected guest. He, the young man carbuncular arrived. A small house agent's clerk with one bold stare, one of the low on whom assurance sits as a silk hat on a Bradford millionaire. The time is now propitious, as he guesses. The meal is ended. She is bored and tired, endeavors to engage her in caresses, which still are unreproved, if undesired. Flushed and decided, he assaults at once. Exploring hands encounter no defense. His vanity requires no response and makes a welcome of indifference. And I, Tiresias, have for suffered all enacted on this same divan or bed. I, who have sat by Thebes below the wall and walked among the lowest of the dead, bestows one final patronizing kiss, and gropes his way, finding the stairs unlit. She turns and looks a moment in the glass, hardly aware of her departed lover. Her brain allows one half-formed thought to pass. Well, now that's done, and I'm glad it's over. When when lovely woman stoops to folly and paces about her room again alone, she smooths her hair with automatic hand and puts a record on the gramophone. Mm The music crept by me along the waters in a long strand Up Queen Victoria Street, oh, city, city I can sometimes hear beside a public bar in Lower Thames Street The pleasant whining of a mandolin and clatter And the chatter from within where fishmen lounge at noon Where the walls of Magnus Martyr hold inexplicable splendor Of Ionian white and gold the river sweats, oil and tar. The barges drift with the turning tide. Red sails wide to leeward swing on heavy spar. The barges wash, drifting logs. Down Greenwich reach, past the Isle of Dogs. Wa-la-la-la-la. Wa-la-la-la-ya-la-la. Elizabeth and Leicester beating oars. The stern was formed, a gilded shell. Red and gold, the brisk swell. Rippled both shores, southwest wind carried downstream. The Pearl of Bells. White, white towers wa ya la 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 <coughs> ya Wa-la-la-la-ya-la-la Trams and dusty trees Highbury bore me Richmond and Kew undid me By Richmond I raised my knees Supine on the floor of a narrow canoe My feet are at Moorgate And my hands under my feet After the event He wept He promised a new start I made no comment what should I resent on Margate Sands I can connect nothing with nothing the broken fingernails of dirty hands my people humble people who expect nothing la la to Carthage there I came burning, burning, burning burning O Lord, thou pluckest me out. O Lord, thou pluckest burning. 4. Death by Water Philebus the Phoenician, a fortnight dead, forgot the cry of gulls and the deep swell and the profit and loss. A current under sea picked his bones and whispers. As he rose and fell, he passed the stages of his age and youth entering the whirlpool. Gentile or Jew? O oh, you who turn the wheel and look to windward consider Plevis who was once handsome Plevis sorry who was once handsome and tall as you Part 5 final section what the thunder said After the torchlight read on sweaty faces After the frosty silence in the garden, after the agony in stony places, the shouting and the crying, prison and palace and reverberation of thunder of spring over distant mountains, he who is living is now dead. We who are living are now dying with a little patience. Here is no water but only rock, rock and no water, in the sandy road, the road winding among the mountains, which are mountains of rock without water. If there were water, we should stop and drink amongst the rock. One cannot stop or think. Sweat is dry and feet are in the sand. If there were only water among the rock, dead mountain mouth of carious teeth that cannot spit. Here, one can neither stand nor lie nor sit. There is not even silence in the mountains, but dry, sterile thunder without rain. There is not even solitude in the mountains, but red, sullen faces sneer and snarl from doors of mud-cracked houses. If there were water and no rock, if there were rock and also water and water, a spring, a pool among the rock, if there were sound of water only, not the cicada and the dry grass singing, but sound of water over a rock, where the hermit thrush sings in the pine trees, drip, drop, drip, drop, 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 drop. But there is no water. Who is the third who walks always beside you? When I count, there are only you and I together, but when I look up ahead... Look ahead up the right road, there is always another one walking beside you, gilding wrapped in a brown mantle, hooded. I do not know whether a man or woman, but who is that on the other side of you? What is that sound high in the air? Murmur of maternal lamentation. Who are those hordes swarming over endless plains, stumbled and cracked earth, ringed by the flat horizon only? What is the city over the mountains, cracks and reforms and bursts in the violent air? Falling towers, Jerusalem, Athens, Alexandria, Vienna, London, unreal. A woman drew her long black hair out tight and fiddled whisper music on those strings. And bats with baby faces in the violet light whistled and beat their wings. And crawled head downward down a blackened wall. And upside down in air were towers tolling reminiscent bells that kept the hours. And voices singing out of empty cisterns and exhausted wells. In this decayed hole among the mountains, in the faint moonlight, the grass is singing. Over the the tumbled graves above the chapel, there is the empty chapel, only the wind's home. It has no windows, and the door swings. Dry bones can harm no one. Only a cock stood on the roof tree. (laughs) Coco Rico, Coco Rico, in a flash of lightning, then a damp gust, bringing rain. Ganjo was sunken and the limp leaves waited for rain while the black clouds gathered far-distant over Himavant. The jungle crouched, humped in silence. Then spoke the thunder. Ja. Data! What have we given? My friend! Blood shaking my heart! The awful daring of a moment's surrender, which an age of prudence can never retract. By this, and only this, we have existed, which is not to be found in our obituaries, in our memories draped by the beneficent spider, or under seals broken by the lean solicitor in our empty rooms. Da, yeah. I have heard the key turn in the door, once and turn once only. Thinking of the key... Each confirms a prison. Only at nightfall ethereal rumors revive for a moment a broken Coriolanus. Dam tat. The boat responded gaily to the hand expert with sail and oar. The sea was calm. Your heart would have responded gaily when invited, beating obedient to controlling hands. I sat upon the shore, fishing, with the arid plain behind me. Shall I at least set my lands in order? London Bridge is falling down, falling down. Pois, of course, nel foco c'eghi le finna. <inaudible> Quando fiamuti ti, don. Oh, swallow, swallow. alla pulì. These fragments I have shored against my ruins. Why then, I'll fit you. Hieronymus mad again. Datta. Dayatav. Damyata. Shanti. Shanti.
0: Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Literally Literary.